Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Today we're talking to Caroline Crowder. And Caroline might be the youngest person that we've spoken to so far on this show. But I think what's unique about her is that she seems to have mastered the art of borrowed experience. There's a lot of talk today about mentoring about, and about finding mentors. But I think people that have done this well have not only just found mentors, but they've understood what to do with what they learn from their mentors. Caroline's gonna give us a masterclass today in how you take what you hear from people and internalize it and incorporate it into your everyday work. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to another episode of, of Footnotes. Um, today, our guest is Caroline Crowder. She is the program director for the USC Columbia um, Technology Incubator. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks, John, for having me. What people may or may not know is usually, you know, we have a conversation before this conversation to kind of set up what we're going to talk about today. And why don't why don't we start with just sort of how did you how did you get here? You know, sort of your career path from you know undergrad to to what you're doing now. Like, what did that look like? Yeah, so mine is probably a little bit unconventional. You know, I came to the incubator straight out of undergrad at USC. I graduated from the Moore School. And it was really interesting because when I was pursuing one of my majors at USC, one of my majors was management. And there's two different tracks that you can take on the management track at the Moore School. You can either take human resources or you can take entrepreneurship. And I remember I prolonged that decision as long as I could as an undergrad. And when I finally had to make that decision, I actually chose to take human, the human resources track, not the entrepreneurship track, huh. because one of my advisors asked me if I ever thought that I would own my own business. And I said, absolutely not. You know, my dad owned his own company. There's a ton of liability associated with it. And I thought, absolutely not. There was no way I would ever own my own company. So I took the human resources track. Okay. And sure enough, as soon as I graduate, I end up working for an incubator. And then at 25 years old, I started my own company. You know, it's, it's so strange how life works sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I think uh, people sort of get caught up in sort of this this linear, or they, they believe that their career is gonna follow this linear path. Yeah. And I think the more people that, that I'm around who seem to be doing what they really wanna do, um, sometimes it is that simple, but most of the time it, it's, it's sort of a, a winding path. Um, another thing that you said when we were talking earlier is you, you, you said something, and I like the way that you put it, about doubt creates opportunity. Now, I think when a lot of people think about doubt, they don't, they more think about the negative side of that and, and all the bad things associated with. But when you say that doubt can create opportunity, what, what do you mean by that? I think when we think about doubt, we think um, back to individual experiences that we've had where we've been doubted as individuals. Maybe we've been doubted um, in a professional setting or as an athlete or anything, you know, personally sure. with a friend maybe, right? And we think about maybe times where we've compromised our values and we've doubted ourselves and, you know, we've let fear take over our bodies before and take over our minds. Um, and I think that when you can capture that fear and when you can capture that doubt and then you can morph it into something, that's when the opportunity is created. But you have to take that fear and take that doubt and you have to take ownership of it and morph it into something that can create a positive outcome. But building on that with, with doubt, it sounds like there's an aspect of sort of fighting back that occurs when, when you're trying to turn that doubt into something positive. Is that is that fair to say? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I think back, you know, I grew up as an athlete and I coached this swim team for several, several years before I came to college. So um, I always tend to relate things back to um, a team or to, and specifically to an athlete's team. 
Okay, so when you're thinking about when you're on the field, right, and you're thinking about the football team, what do you do after you get hit, right? And maybe you get tackled and you screwed up the tackle and your quarterback just got sacked. That's not a good feeling, right? But what you do after that, right? If your team starts to doubt you, when you start to doubt yourself, either you can let your quarterback get sacked a second time or you can turn around and punch back twice as hard. And you don't necessarily have to be a fighter to have that mindset, mm. but you do have to take ownership of your emotions and of your mindset. And we have to take ownership of ourselves. How do you think that people can learn to take more ownership of their mindset and, and of sort of themselves, like you said? You know, I think it starts with surrounding yourself with positivity. It starts with surrounding yourself with other people that you aspire to become, mentors of yours, people who are, you know, quote unquote, higher in the food chain than you are. Um, you know, don't be afraid to have friends who are older than you or who are more accomplished than you. You know, don't be afraid to put yourself in the room with those people. Um, and don't ever doubt yourself that you don't belong in that room either because you do belong in that room. Yeah, how have you benefited from those sort of higher food chain relationships or mentors or kind of anything along that spectrum? What, what's been your experience with that? Like how, I mean, my job that I have with the incubator, you know, there's, there's no way that I could do what I do not having the experience and the background that I have in entrepreneurship initially. Um, but then also, you know, the mentors that I've had along the way, women who have taken me under their wing and said, hey, these are some of the things that you're probably going to encounter as a young woman in a professional setting that's dominated in a male-dominated industry. These are some things that you need to expect, right? So if someone can give you a heads up, then you can identify earlier signs and you can start to connect dots in your own head on, oh, well, I think that this relationship, this business relationship that I thought was a professional relationship, maybe it's not a professional relationship like I thought it was, you know, and you have to be aware of those things. You have to be proactive and that's your responsibility. So would you say that because of, because of a lack of birthdays that you can't do anything about, um, <laughs> it, it helps to maybe borrow people's experiences? Absolutely, yes, absolutely, you know, and it's funny that you, you frame it like a lack of birthdays because, you know, I've been told that before, right? So it's no secret, um, you know, when you're strong talent, you're going to have job offers from other people. Um, I've had those offers happen to me before, but you know, and obviously they haven't worked because I'm still with, with the incubator, right? I'm still with <laughs> USC's team. But you know, it's funny, I've had it put to me that way as well. You know, I, I talk like I'm 10 years older than I am. I don't look any older, but you know, the words that I'm spitting out, it, you know, the visual doesn't match what the words are. So I've heard that a few times, right? And, you know, I never know how to take things like that, you know, because, yeah, you're, you're strong talent, that's great. You know, two thumbs up there, but, you know, what, what you actually choose to do with it, um, and there's nothing, there's nothing worse than, you know, someone telling you that you can't have a higher salary because you don't have, because you have a lack of birthdays, right? You don't have X number of years of experience, so therefore you cannot have a higher salary or you cannot apply for that job because you don't have X numbers, number years of experience. There's no worse feeling than that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think it sounds like maybe you adopted sort of a do it anyway kind of attitude, mm -hmm. um, which I think like you're saying, maybe from an athletic background and also just what you've, what you've been able to accomplish. What would you say, um, 
someone out there that's watching this that's thinking, okay, I, I have not had a lot of birthdays. I've had the experience that I've had and I've had some success. Um, how do I go and find those relationships with people that can sort of help me develop, but not necessarily in, in sort of a one-sided way, but like, where do you, where do you find those things? Where did you find those things? So I found some of those through my former professors at the Moore School of Business. I had a couple of key professors who saw something in me that I didn't even see in myself at the time and mm. took me under their wing and thought that the incubator would be a good fit and thought that, um, you know, I didn't need to leave Columbia, that I had a lot to offer the Midlands region overall, <clears throat> which at the time, I was on the fast track to get the heck out of Columbia. I hated mm. it here as an undergrad, and I wanted nothing more than to, you know, move out west, go to somewhere trendy like Austin, Texas, um, or, you know, somewhere like a Boston or in Atlanta or Chicago. I wanted to get the heck out of South Carolina. I was over it. I'm born here. I'm raised here. I was over it at the time. And now I'm 100% devoted to this state. Um, and if there's if there's anything that proves that, I think it's that I'm still here. Mm -hmm. I'm still fighting for the incubator. I'm working for the university that, you know, during my undergrad, I was not very fond of the city and not very fond of the university's policies or anything. And now here I am representing them. As I think a popular show has has said, it's like, my, how the turns have tabled well, that's on that. Right. But, that's um, right. you know, it kind of strikes me in some of the some of the things that that you're saying about gaining experience, borrowing experience, and then using that. So, taking the experience that you gained, the experience that you borrowed, if you will, from mentors and people that have come alongside to help you understand things, or that that have seen something in you that you may not have agreed with yourself. Um, how do you use that now? How do you put that to work? Yeah, so that, that's a loaded question, John. So, you know, you're not always gonna like the advice that you hear from people. Okay. Um, a good example of this is when I first graduated from college, I had longer hair than I do now, right? And I was told to cut my quote-unquote sorority girl hair off, <laughs> okay? I had longer hair than I have now also when I graduated from college, <laughs> fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you're going to be told things that you don't like, right? I was also told, I can't wear dark nail polish in the workplace. And, you know, you're going to hear, <laughs> right? You're going to hear some crazy things from mentors. Guys don't hear that a lot, by the way, about nail polish. Yeah, you know, guys don't hear a lot of things about that women hear in the workplace, True. which is a whole other podcast topic that we could go yeah, off yeah, into. Yeah, yeah, But we won't go there. Um, but, you know, you're going to hear things that you don't agree with personally, but sometimes... It's better just to take that advice and, you know, as you say, borrow that knowledge, borrow those birthdays that someone else has, just borrow them, just take it, you know, whether you cut your hair off or not, that's your personal decision. Um, personally, I chose to do it. I cut a little, a few inches off my hair, as you can tell. Um, but you know what? That's not to say that I'm not growing my hair out right now, you know? Um, and I think that over time, you can start to morph into who you want to be. But initially, um, you have to prove yourself every single day. And oftentimes we, as individuals, and I think as a younger generation, we undervalue that image that we promote, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is ironic given that we're the most social um, social group that exists on a virtual platforms like social media. Sure. Um, but you know, then we take those, we take what we do virtually, but then we don't, I would say we don't walk the talk as a younger generation. 
We don't walk that talk individually when it comes to the workplace. What does proving yourself look like? It, it looks like showing up every single day on your A game with no excuses whatsoever. Mm. It doesn't matter if your dog died. It doesn't matter if your mom died. It is showing up every single day, ready to give 100% of yourself to the business and to the mission. That's something you don't hear a lot of 25-year-olds saying. You don't. Yeah. And you again, don't. I, don't th I don't think it's a function of you know, a generation thing. I think it's just that sometimes it takes a long time for someone to really come to that realization and sort of own it. Mm -hmm. You know, it, 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 if only they're, they're repeating back what someone else heard. But I think, you know, what I'm hearing for you is ownership. You know, that, that you, you have to own your ideas, you have to own your experience or how you're gathering experience. You have to own uh, your responsibilities that you've been given that might be part of a job, but also your responsibilities. I mean, I heard you say things about back to your community, about making an active choice um, to, to live here and to make a life here. Um, you have to own those things. And um, I think that's kind of the, the footnote that I think that most people wouldn't realize is that I think a lot of people think that things happen to them or that they're just sort of floating along on this river of, of life and they sort of bump, you know, one shoreline to the, or one bank to the, to the other. Um, but that's not what I'm hearing you say, you know, that, that certainly there are things that, that can happen that are out of your control. I mean, 2020, yeah. you know, is the fill in the blank for a <laughs> yeah. lot of things right now. Um, but that, I just keep hearing this theme of, of ownership, and I think that that's what is very uh, needed these days. Absolutely. Well, I think it's it's almost a sense of selflessness as well, <laughs> and um, rather than you know promoting ourselves, you know we we love to take our social media platforms and promote ourselves. Sure. But what if you took your social media platform and instead you promoted other people, right? What comes back to your sales funnel after that, mm -hmm. right? We've all seen success with that. Um, but I think it's it's more about having a team mentality, and again, it goes back to it, it goes back to that athlete that I, that's inside of me, right? And it's knowing that your team depends on you, your coach depends on you, you've got fans that are pulling for you, and you know, in real life, that looks like your mentors. Your mentors are your fan base, your friends, your family. That's your fan base. Yeah. Do you want to let your team down? Do you let your fans down? And the answer is no. Right? As individuals, we should want to be our best selves so we don't let not only ourselves down, but we don't let our team down, we don't let our coach down, we don't let the fans down. That's a good word. I think that's a good place to end it. Thank you for being here. Thank you for giving your time to do this, for putting up with the, uh, the sounds of progress uh, <laughs> across the street with the jackhammers and all the construction that's going on. But, uh, and thanks for what you're doing at the, at the incubator. Yeah. Um, thanks for being just a, a champion for, for, those, for those businesses um, and, and for the Midlands and for the university. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you.